The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Hello, and welcome to the Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Mr. Gary, and this is episode 230 of our show, covering episodes 3 and 4 of season 10, Ghosts, and Silence the Whisperers. So how's it going, guys? I mean, lots of cool stuff going on in the Nerdosphere right now. Joker is apparently now the biggest R-rated movie of all time, beating out Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and various other sundry R-rated movies. I really like that. I haven't actually seen the movie yet, unfortunately. I will, but I haven't yet. And in the last episode, I didn't really tell you guys what's going on with me during the hiatus. And I had a few major life events that kind of slowed down recording for both me and Scott. But one of the biggest things, I got laser eye surgery. And I just want to take a minute here to say to you guys, if you have contacts or glasses or, you know, have struggled with poor vision and have the means laser surgery is a really awesome alternative. I gotta be honest with you, I had really, really poor vision. For those of you that know, I had negative 10 prescription, which is really, really bad. (laughs) Um, Most people that wear glasses, usually between the negative 1 to negative 5 kind of range. Negative 10 is pretty ridiculously bad, and I apparently was a good candidate for laser surgery, and I got LASIK, laser surgery, and I went from having a negative 10 prescription to having 2015 vision, which is technically off the charts, like really good quality vision. <laughs> my surgeons, my doctors, they were all like, holy cow, this guy, like, he had such bad vision, we expected him maybe get 2030, 2020 if he was lucky. <laughs> they literally, when I went for my checkup, they called the surgeon because the surgeon wanted to know what my prescription was and how I dealt with everything. She was floored by how well it went. So anyways guys, that's one little quick thing there. Another thing, kind of a downer, but I mean we're watching Walking Dead so we're used to downers. I lost my dog. 
So please indulge me here for a minute. I know this is kind of a downer and a bummer, but I just want to give a quick moment to my shadow girl. She was really something special and um, made my life better and I hopefully made her life a little better and we both loved the heck out of each other and you know this one's for you shadow I really miss you girl <laughs> anyways now that we've dealt with all that stuff it's time for the boilerplate As always, guys, I really want you to get active and participate with our Walking Dead community. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast, is pretty active. We share lots of memes and the big Walking Dead news pieces that come through out there, so check it out. Also, comments and emails sent in at thewalkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com or, again, on the Facebook at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast are regularly featured on the show. So please, guys, check it out. So please, guys, check it out. And if you want to be heard or talk with me or us or anybody... Join the community. As always, you can join Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game with me. I played again this week. Me, Scott, our buddies here on the game. And the more of us that play together, the more stuff we get for free, including characters and weapons seen on the show, so it's really cool. Do you like what you see, but you don't feel like joining in? Then go to audibletrial.com dead to get a free audiobook on us. Your free trial can get you Walking Dead content like the Governor series to keep the Walking Dead adventure going outside of our podcast. Plus, you can cancel for free anytime, and you won't owe a dime. Unless you drive, listen, like it, fall in love with it, marry it, have babies with it. Decide to keep it like me. Again, that's audibletrial.com D-E-A-D. So check it out and get a free audiobook. One other thing I've decided, folks, that I'm going to start this week, I really want people to join in and participate with this community we have going on here. We have a lot of fans on Facebook, we have a lot of listeners, but I'd like to see people kind of participate a little more and join in the conversation, because that's when the fun stuff happens. That's when we really get to go in, and honestly, a lot of times, the stuff you guys say in the comments and messages and Facebook stuff, that gets me thinking about the show in a way that makes the podcast even more informed and better for all of you. So, I'm going to randomly pick one submission a week, be it on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast, or in the email at twdpodcast at gmail.com. One submission a week will get sent a Walking Dead prize. I don't know if you want to call it summer cleaning or spring cleaning 2.0 or whatever, but I've recently found out that we have a lot more Walking Dead things in the prize bunker than I even expected. So, I want to give this stuff away. On the Facebook, the Gmail wherever you want to submit anything, submit a question, submit a topic, submit a random thought that you had months ago about Walking Dead based in season two. I don't care. If you join in and participate in the show, you're entered for the giveaway. And the giveaway will always be something cool and Walking Dead related. I'll probably put in, you know, a self-written note too, and, you know, you'll have the respect and love of everybody in our community. So at least until the mid-season finale, once per week, I'm going to pick one random listener who submits a topic or a comment or question or whatever through the Facebook or Gmail to win a random prize. So let's all just have a good time and join in the conversation together. And next up, fam, let's go into the Walking Dead news. Comicbook.com put up an article saying The Walking Dead's Jeffrey Dean Morgan teases Negan's meeting Alpha. 
quote unquote, it's gonna be fun. At Walker Stalker Con in Atlanta, Jeffrey Dean Morgan said, I miss Rick. We all do, but as far as I think opponents go, Alpha's just creepy. When he was on a panel alongside Judith Grimes star Kaylee Fleming, he said, She's obviously got some screws loose, talking about Alpha. You thought Negan was a pain in the butt, but this is one special surprise of crazy. JDM said, as far as opponents go, I like how Rick and Negan played off of each other, the kind of cat and mouse chess game of it all. I really liked it. But with Alpha, we'll see how the season unfolds. I know stuff that you don't, but it's going to be fun. I'll say that. Talking more about Rick, JDM said, Rick was a big proponent of leading by example, and what he wanted to do was keep Negan alive. I think the relationship Negan had with Rick, and vice versa, he would have known it wasn't an act. I know a lot of people are like, maybe it was BS when he said he didn't want to be alive anymore. It wasn't. He was genuinely in a very dark place. They had a weird relationship, and I would have liked to have seen what would have happened, but I think Rick would have had him out picking tomatoes a little bit earlier. <laughs> also, comicbook.com reported, while it remains to be seen if the show takes that route, Ryan Hurst, who plays the Whisperer Beta, Earlier confirmed he'll appear opposite Morgan this season. Beta and Negan, he said, geometrically opposed than anything. It's this stone-faced, immovable person, and then you have this mouthpiece who just won't shut up. The first episode that you see Beta and Negan together is one of the funniest episodes of Walking Dead that you've ever seen. It's still bloody, it's still very much Walking Dead, but there's more levity in that episode than anything I've ever seen from the show. Well, as much as I love Negan here, that looks like that's about it for the news. Now it's time to go into the main event. The discussion of episodes 3 and 4 of season 10, Ghosts, and Silence the Whisperers. Welcome back to Talking Dead. What? Are you ready to go inside the dead? Yeah! Here's some inside info that you can't get anywhere else. Okay! So, starting off with episode 3, Ghosts, honestly, the first thing I have to say, you know me, I always love pointing out the intros and the cool stylistic things they do. I loved the hour-by-hour hour cuts in the beginning. I actually had to take a minute to look at them and really kind of dissect what was going on. And I loved that, at first, it was just kind of a slice of life. You know, it was happiness and things going on and people walking around and chit-chat and jokes. And then it got serious, and then it got more serious, and then it kept going and going and going until it was hour 49 and Michonne was just looking dead. And you know, it was a really cool way to frame it. They love doing those kind of intro segments where they have random things pop up or chapter marks or whatever they want to call them. But the hour by hour kind of way to do it was really kind of fun. And it was a way to show a whole kind of slice of life throughout crisis and calm moments and everything really quickly to set up the episode. And I thought that was really awesome. My second point, and this would probably be the main point for the episode, the slow unwinding of Carol was just really cool. Because obviously from the moment she got off the boat and losing Henry and leaving Ezekiel and all this stuff, you could tell something was up and she just seemed a little off that was understandable given everything that's gone on with her then you see her popping pills and you're like what are these pills what is she doing is it like you know mellow drugs is it uppers is it pain meds who knows what she was doing turns out of course she was taking uppers basically couldn't live with her nightmares and her dreams and her thoughts and it was freaking crazy to see but i loved the way they played it out with all the different little things they did that home ec book of course that's the big kind of cool reveal of the episode but showing carol and all of her dead quote-unquote 
kids. <laughs> that was really cool. And I'm really curious how they did that, to be honest. That was my one thought. It was like, it's really cool to see. And I love that as a moment. But I'm like, how did they do that? Did they get all the actors to like come back? Did they do promotional shots? Did they just take shots of them after they died? And like, I didn't really look at it and analyze it too much, but I was really curious how they did that. That was really cool. The next unraveling moment was the scene with Daryl telling Carol about his truck driving dad. You know, who was really cool and struggled with sleeping and saw a girl that he thought he ran over with his truck and called the cops and then turns out there was nobody there to kind of teach Carol a lesson, so to speak. Turns out that was a hallucination and it was Carol's subconscious telling her like, hey dummy, listen up. She didn't. She kept on going. It turns out she was actually right. Earlier in the episode, she thought she saw whispers and everybody saw her obviously struggling with everything and taking pills and oh, well, we couldn't find anything, so... Obviously, she was wrong. Turns out she was right. But that whole scene with her hanging upside down with all the zombies and the, the whisperer coming at her. And then, turns out she clipped the whisperer with her bullet. You saw him or her bleeding out in the episode later on. I thought that was really cool. And the way they stretched that out and made each part of her devolving seem plausible, but also maybe not was really kind of a cool twist and it that's one thing walking dead has always done very well is those kind of fever dream moments and i really like that next up i really thought it was cool that they went into depth with the power struggle with aa ron and negan i mean you guys know i appreciate some dichotomy so i love how the episode showed aaron squaring up with negan for a couple of reasons actually really cool to see the ultimate good guy aa ron versus the ultimate non-caring douche you know, at its surface anyway. Also, it was really cool to see Aaron and his current state of not wanting to be such a nice guy with his mace hand and his badass attitude. Whereas Deacon, who was really hard ass and, you know, crazy and sadistic, now all of a sudden he wants to toe the party line and stay farming at home rather than go out and stretch his legs. And, you know, maybe he's reformed? Who knows? But I really like how in the end, even though they played it out and made it not so obvious that Negan was there to help Aaron and made him get home safely and watched him and made sure everything was fine and uh, kept watch when Aaron couldn't even see and really stepped up when he didn't have to. That's a good sign, I guess, for Negan. Next point, Sadiq and his PTSD. It's cool that they're paying enough attention to the history of the show to realize that Sid must be freaking out after witnessing that fair massacre. And I love that they have these little moments here and there throughout this episode and the next one where you can see the cracks in the veneer start to come through that obviously Sadiq is having some major issues. Honestly, I don't even remember his buddy's name, the other doctor, the Adonis cat, quote unquote. But I loved how at the end he shared that story with Sadiq after noticing the PTSD signs in him that even the guys that were toughest and strongest and would never crack eventually when they see enough action they might crack and there's no shame in that and you just gotta work through it in whatever way works for you and i mean at least that story gave sadiq a laugh but i think that was a really cool moment for this doctor that seemed to be just kind of a jerk and you know blowhard to actually have some substance and help out one of our main characters i thought that was a really cool moment <sighs> my last point guys my last point you gotta know, it's it's Eugene. That sigh, if it wasn't audible, I'm just gonna say, uh, sigh. I mean, I get it. I know you got friendzone guy, and it sucks. But what I love is that they're showing real character moments through these kind of cringy discussions. 
towards the end when they're tired or feeling drunk, as Rosita said, after defending their base from zombies all night, the truth finally came out, and they didn't hide from that. I love that she was brutally honest that it's never going to happen, and I love that Eugene was similarly honest about how he felt. He admitted that he had hoped one day maybe he could change her mind or she would realize how good he was, and that made him feel like a shitty friend for doing all this stuff for her and trying to be there for her, and realizing that he just did that because there was hope for someday something more. And honestly, overall, I'm just glad they finally just came out and said it and wrapped that part up. We knew it was going to come to a point at some point that was going to happen. It just was. That awkward tension that's been there since the early days when he would peek at Rosita and Abraham hooking up when they were first introduced. Obviously, he was always interested and always kind of creeping, and she wasn't. For the episode overall, honestly guys, this one was a little bit slower. It had a lot of really cool character moments, and that's what this episode was. It was a little bit slower, but it was there for character building, and I really dug the moments they put in. And I think they did a lot of good stuff for our stronger characters. Might not have been the most exciting episode, or the most on the edge of your seat watch, but I feel like it's leading to a lot more. So I gotta give this one a 7 out of 10. I think it was a really strong episode for what it was, and nothing I really didn't like, just, you know, not an action-packed, huge reveal kind of episode, but just a lot of little character-building moments that really led to some cool stuff that will hopefully lead to some cool stuff later on. And before we get into the next episode, guys, we always talk here about how continuing the story of Walking Dead outside of the show and the comic and the podcast and all that stuff, what do you do when that's all done? If you're still reeling for Walking Dead content, what do you do? You can go to our sponsor, Audible. Audible even has Walking Dead stuff on there. Using our exclusive link, audibletrial.com dead, you get a free audiobook and a trial of their service for nothing, and it helps us out. But they also have some other cool stuff. Do you like Talking Dead, the Walking Dead after show? Host Chris Hardwick has his own audiobook on there. That's a really cool That's a really cool book on how to level up your life and live as a nerd in a cool way. And it's honestly helped me a lot in my own personal life. I've listened to that book a couple times now and I'm about to go through my third listen through, I think, in about 10 years. I don't know. I don't know when the book came out to be honest, but I know I've listened to it a few times now. And I love that it's like kind of a self-help book, I guess, in a way, but really it's just teaching fellow nerdy inclined people to use their passion and interest and integrity to level up, quote unquote, their life. Imagine how much cooler it would be to hear a book by Chris Hardwick read by Chris Hardwick in his own words. And then he expounds upon things he wrote and gives you more insight into where he was coming from and things he wrote. And the same thing for Kevin Smith, another person I really love, who's also in the nerdosphere. I really love that he put out a kind of, in a similar way, I guess actually, a kind of nerdy self-help book through his experience and his lens, and enjoy it free for nothing. If you just go to audibletrial.com dead, again that's audibletrial.com d-e-a-d to get a free audiobook and help us out. Now on to episode four, Silence the Whisperers. Uh, where did they go? Uh, Guys, on this one, I just gotta say, there was so much to love. It was a real strong episode, lots of cool action, lots of dynamic character shifts, and stuff that we've wanted to see paid off for a while played out. Obviously, the main centerpiece of the whole story, at least for me, was the whole Lydia Negan situation. And I'm really glad, I was hoping they would pay off in those moments we saw in the earlier episodes, of Lydia interacting with Negan and seeming to 
really take to heart his advice and stuff like that, and kind of them connecting as outcasts in this group of not perfect people, but you know, our heroes. And honestly, I just loved that they really paid it off. They showed Negan go through a whole character arc in the last episode with Aaron, and then now he comes up to defend this girl that he really has no reason to defend and fight people that are well entrenched in this group that he knows he could get in trouble just for fighting them and then literally kills one of the people that had been harassing Lydia this whole time by throwing that woman off of Lydia she bashed her head into the wall and was dead not only did that bring out later ripple effects through the rest of the community but just for Negan's story and then on top of that Lydia's it was really cool and I really appreciated Lydia's side of the story too I know I focused a little more on Negan there but how damaging must it be to just be called a freak and have stuff painted on your and have nasty messages painted on your door to your house and kids your age picking on you all the time for stuff you didn't even do when you're just trying to be kind and fit in and do your part to try to earn your keep the same way Negan is starting to do as a younger person that must be even more damaging from your peers and it sucks because now not only did she lose her father who she said was her only protector she lost her mother who I think she knows is a shit show, but also she lost her and lost her community that she had been with to join this seemingly better community who treats her like shit for stuff that she didn't even do. And I love all the dynamics at play there. The kids in the community, yeah, it makes sense. They're kids. They're going to be assholes. They're going to pick on people. They lost someone they were close to because of partially her group, and they blame her for that. And that's going to happen. And it's cool to see Daryl stuck in the middle of all of it. Like, Daryl is trying to be the elder statesman and take care of Lydia, and not be too harsh on the people in the community that aren't Lydia, but try to have her back too, and that whole teeter-totter he's playing on. Speaking of that teeter-totter with the community, I love how they showed the board, not the boardroom, what did they call that? Uh, whatever. The thing with Gabriel and Aaron and all the heads of the community sitting down and talking about whether or not they were going to kill Negan, that whole scene was really cool. And I loved how they really showed where they're at at that point through their comments. Like Aaron, who used to be a level-headed, decent dude, is going through some stuff. He's lost some people. He's not happy. But now he's lashing out at Negan, saying he's broken and damaged and stuff like that. And obviously, he's still messed up because he killed someone and blah, blah, blah. F you, dude. Like, Aaron, the dude literally saved you the last episode. Why you gotta be talking so much smack now? But anyways, so he says all his stuff he says about why he thinks Negan should be killed, even though he's maybe, possibly starting to be reformed. He's obviously broken. And that's right when Daryl walks up after hearing from Michonne that she wants him to be her proxy. And, and I like that basically it led to them deciding to wait and ponder about it overnight and make a decision tomorrow, <laughs> just in time for Negan to escape. Now, I don't know about you guys, I really don't think Lydia set him free. Even though she kind of admitted, I guess, to Daryl that, like, what does it matter if I did or did it anyway? I don't think she did. I honestly think Negan got out on his own, that he realized he had to jump ship or he was probably going to be executed regardless. And if not then I'm really interested to see who got him out. You know, with that news story earlier, maybe it's someone in the Whisperer community? 
that might be playing some stuff. Who knows? It'll be really interesting to see who set Negan free, if it was him himself, and why. Whether it was him or someone else, what the motivation was there. Because I'm really curious to see how this plays out. Letting Negan free is a game changer. So it's going to be really cool to see where that goes from here. The next point I want to talk about for episode 4 was the whole Magna Yumiko dynamic. It's cool because we got to see pretty much the whole range of their dynamic where they're at now. Obviously, they're very much in love. They've been together a while. They have a lot of history. The whole episode opens up to them, you know, when they're in peacetime, literally just making love and having a good time in the beginning of the episode. And then it showed Magna up early, looking out the window and happening to see the tree fall while her partner Yumiko was still asleep. I take that as Magna being up early and ready to take charge, finally being in a place in her life where she's comfortable and happy and ready to step up again and be in the center of everything, which would make sense based on why she was so hurt later on. But who knows, maybe that was showing that she was already feeling some sort of break between her and Yumi. Beyond that, Yumi takes charge, as she always does, in the whole scene where they're defending the community against the zombies. Magna disagreed and thought they could handle the walkers. And you could see the whole community look to Magna, want to keep finding, kind of, but also willing to resort back and listen to Yumi. And eventually, everybody kind of listened to Yumi. And it got to a point where they literally had to pull Magna out last minute because she was willing to stand there fighting, even though almost everybody else had left at that point. I don't know what exactly that meant. Obviously, Magna's willing to step up for one reason or another, and Yumi took charge, as she always does. Which led to the big reveal towards the end of the episode, where Yumi realized Magna was upset. And when asking her, hey, what's going on, what's wrong? Magna basically just yells at her and says, you're not my lawyer anymore. Kind of saying that she should deserve her own chance to step up. But also the lawyer thing was a big twist. We knew Magna had some legal trouble in the past, <laughs> so to speak. But we didn't, I don't think we knew that Yumi was her lawyer. And that's how they met. Maybe we did, I, I don't really recall that, but basically, regardless, it shows that Yumi is used to taking charge, and had been basically the de facto leader of this group. Magna was trying to step up in this new world, in this new community they're at, and felt slighted by Yumiko taking charge. So, it'll be interesting to see where that goes, and I hope the two make up, because I really do like them as a couple. But the dynamic shift is very interesting. Uh, next up, I loved how towards the end, the whole Eugene trying to step up and he gave some scientific babble and the violinist, I forget his name. I'm sorry, I'm bad at character names. You guys know that. <laughs> he pipes up and says, oh yes, of the family whatever, of species whatever, and gives a wink to Eugene. And Eugene was instantly shocked, like, what? Like, that's not what I was talking about. Uh, and then realized the guy was trying to back him up as the only other person there that really understands kind of the Latin and scientific speak he was spouting out. So I thought that was really cool. Also, another thing I wanted to mention, I really liked how in the monotony of everything else they were showing in this episode, in the traveling scene with Michonne and her convoy, that her and Judith had that talk. That not only led to Michonne thinking about the Whisperers in a different way, but also Michonne taking Judith closer to her and showing her the rope, so to speak, thanks to her friendly ears, quote-unquote. And beyond the whole speaking part of it and the cool things that might come out of the future of them bonding a little more, it was really cool to see Judith actually stepping up. Like, she shot some zombies and stuff like that before, but to see Judith using... I don't know if that was a machete or what, but basically she used a long blade in very similar movements mirroring Michonne. 
And I love that one point where Michonne looks back during the zombie calamity and expecting to have to help Judith, but not only sees Judith okay, but sees Judith using similar movements with her blade that Michonne uses and fully handling it herself as a little kid. I thought that was really freaking cool. For once all, I saved the intro and outro framing part for the very end, because you always know that I love to mention when there's really cool framing for the beginning and end of episodes or arcs or whatever. The intro with that poppy song, I don't know what it was or who performed it, but the whole one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, in the beginning and the end. It was both kind of happy and triumphant moments for the communities in the beginning and the end. In the beginning, you see basically peacetime and everybody going through their stuff. And in the end, it's after most of the crisis have been dealt with and they're kind of in peacetime again. And I love that they used the one, two, three kind of countdown part of the song to kind of show that they're just going through the numbers and the motions of the rebuilding phase, but also there's the peacetime and to also set up that like, okay, the middle was the crisis part, but the beginning and the end, it's kind of getting back to normal. The one, two, three, one, two, three, getting back to normal. This is what we do. This is how we go. Blah, blah, blah. There's zombies around. We're going to die, but we're not going to die yet. Uh, da, da, da. I thought that was really cool. And on my second watch, I actually noticed the song also says, heaven, I know that I tried and has some really cool lyrics that might represent where some of the characters feel this episode. As it was saying, heaven, I know that I tried. It showed Daryl washing the silence of the whisperers at the door at the end of the episode, but the back of his vest, which I might've noticed and mentioned this before, but I don't think I have. The back of his vest only has one angel wing on it now. That was as it said, heaven, I know that I tried as Daryl was washing off the door when his arc of the episode was trying to keep it all together. You know, Michonne and the other leaders weren't really doing much of anything. He was personally going to Lydia and Negan and trying to keep it all together within the community. And not for lack of trying, he kind of failed. I love the way that kind of framed the episode. And that was also a really cool thing to see from Daryl, that he was really trying and, you know, kind of failed. But anyways, guys, I think you can tell by how many points I had for this episode that I wanted to mention and how much I've been gushing about it. This was my favorite of the season so far. I gotta give this one... Shit, I'm giving this one a 9 out of 10. That might change after the rest of the season, but for now, I'm giving this one a straight up 9 out of 10. Guys, this one fired on all cylinders. It gave me everything I wanted. It gave me character moments. It gave me really cool action. Stuff from characters that we've been wanting to see pay off for a while and stuff that we didn't even expect to see. So I was really thrilled by this one all around. I just gotta say, really strong. Next up, we gotta talk about the ratings. So guys, at the time of recording, we don't have the ratings for episode four yet. It literally just aired, you know, a couple hours ago. HBO's Watchmen premiered, which is a highly anticipated comic book related series that dropped on a big network after Game of Thrones and all that sort of stuff. AMC with Walking Dead still hold the top spot, even though the ratings dipped a little bit again, down to now a 1.2 rating in the adults 18 to 49 and a 3.48 million viewers, down one tenth from last week's ratings. Still, for what it is, obviously it's owning cable. But on top of that, there's another news story that came out. The ratings for episode two, which came out October 14th, the live plus three ratings, which is what they call the ratings for that day, plus the three days after that with DVR. The Walking Dead became the highest rated and most watched scripted cable show, which was not surprising. 
but grew to a 1.8 rating in the adults 18 to 49 demo, which is plus a 0.06, which is really good, and 5.18 million viewers, which is adding almost two more million viewers to the show. So, like we always like to talk about, guys, yes, the show is losing viewers. That's definite. That's gonna happen. It is happening. That's whatever. These live plus three numbers, as they always do for Walking Dead, show that there's still a really hardcore group of people that watch it. Maybe late at Sunday night just isn't the best night for them. Or maybe they have other stuff going on and it's not the pressing priority it once was when it was a big phenomenon and everybody was talking about it, but people are still watching. They have all these stories about AMC says Walking Dead is going to continue forever and ever and ever in a million years. Who knows? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Maybe there'll be all these spin-offs and movies and they'll do well enough and people will be happy and fans will like them and bring more fans in. I think at this point though, the best thing for us as a fan group, which is the same thing I say for every fandom I'm a part of, why not stay positive? Why not stay positive and try to think about it in a positive light? Yes, you could be a Debbie Downer and think about how bad the ratings are getting, considering how high they used to be, which was ridiculous for a cable show, but they're doing okay still. So, why not? Let's keep living in this glory land where things are good and milk is honey and whatever random attributes you can ascribe to things to make it sound good. Things are going well enough for Walking Dead, and obviously the network and the suits are all saying full steam ahead. So why not keep going with that for now while everybody's staying positive and things are still good. Next up guys, it's time for listener reactions. So as I said guys, episode 4 hasn't been out yet or just barely aired a couple hours ago by the time this episode is going to drop. So. Most of you haven't seen episode 4 yet, I didn't ask for any input on that. For episode 3, which was ghosts, and yes, I don't care if it annoys you or not, I love the spooky ghosts. I think that's funny. But anyways, we got a couple responses to that one. Our Facebook top fan with his new fancy diamond badge, Chris Lawrence, says, Evening all, just a quick message to say I've yet to watch episode 3, so I'll include a shorter review for episode 4. Stay safe, Chris in the UK. Chris, buddy, we know you're in the UK. I'm just messing around. I don't even know why I said that. It sounds like a dick. Chris, we love you, dude. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you say about episode three. Um, honestly, I didn't really pre-read these comments. I did read it when you posted, but I forgot to actually really kind of check it before I just randomly read it out. I can't wait to hear what you think about it and episode four and the podcast in general. Chris, buddy, good to hear from you. I guess we'll talk more about you next week. All right, guys, this was an inside joke. I'm going to read this out for those of you that, you know, can't obviously see what I'm looking at right now. When I wrote out this post on Facebook, it said, last call for episode three ghosts comments or questions before I record tonight. Input on the new podcast is appreciated too. My good friend Taylor, one of my best friends and favorite people on the entire planet, wrote, title of your sex tape, which is an inside joke between us about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if it really applies there, but you know, whatever. If you guys aren't watching that show, if you like comedy and Lonely Island and SNL and stuff like that, you'll love the show probably. So, thanks Taylor. I mean, we're gonna do our own show again, Dragon Con Survival Guide, if you guys love conventions and science fiction and nerdy stuff, like you obviously like The Walking Dead if you're listening to this, unless you just really love hearing my dulcet tones, which I don't think anybody really cares about me that much to listen to a podcast, but you know, regardless. <laughs> if you like the show, and you like conventions and nerdy stuff and fandoms, check out Dragon Con Survival Guide. We'll be coming back with new episodes here soon, and a new revamped format, and it'll be fun. We also got a new comment in our inbox at twdpodcast at gmail.com. Our friend Sam wrote, I thought episode two was great. Fresh perspective with some amazing acting. Three had some tense, even scary moments, which I cannot remember for a while. Feeling positive for the season now, and looking forward to Maggie's return. Enjoyed your first podcast. 
You do need someone to bounce off though, so I hope you find another mate who is crazy enough to still be watching the show who can contribute. I used to listen to loads of TWD podcasts in the past. Look, we never said this was exclusive, did we? But now it's down to a couple, so keep up with the good work. Sam Ipswich UK. <laughs> still blaming Brexit, which is an inside joke between me and Sam and our buddy Scott, who used to be a co-host here. Um, Sam? This is the first time I'm mentioning this to anybody, but I think I might actually have found a new buddy, uh, a friend of mine from work, who might be into recording the show with me. He still watches Walking Dead, we talk about it a little bit at work. So yeah, you might get your wish here, Sam. We might actually have a co-host here that I can bounce my ideas off of and not just be a rambling lunatic. But I also am curious, Sam, and a few of our other hardcore listeners that are good friends of the show, I'm curious what you guys think of what I'm doing here. And not just, you know, me being on my own, but the new format and everything I've been doing here. I'm really kind of proud of what I did for that first episode, and I think this episode's going to turn out well. But I'm hoping that y'all can latch onto this as well. And if it's not your thing, then please let me know. Because any format changes, whether I have a co-host or not, are in an attempt to make the show better for everybody. Me and all of the listeners and anyone else included. Thank you for the comment, Sam. Good to hear from you as always, brother, and uh, can't wait to hear what you think about episode 4 once you watch it, hopefully tonight. And now that we've wrapped up the listener segment, it's time to close out the show. That's all, folks. Remember, guys, to have your comments and questions heard on the show, email me at twdpodcast at gmail.com or post a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash walkingdeadpodcast. I know I've spoken ad nauseum by now, but get a free audiobook and support our show by getting a free month trial from our sponsor, Audible. Go to audibletrial.com dead. That's a D-E-A-D today. And guys, our clan has really been thriving. Join the fun with Scott and I playing the Walking Dead No Man's Land game. Fight the herd away with our friends and win cool stuff for free just by joining our squad Death Squad Z on the Walking Dead No Man's Land mobile game. Again, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe, prog. Czech Republic, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Hike! And we thank all of you for not being here today and not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Walking Dead Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWD Podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead Podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead Podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.